Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health, bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants, nutrition, exercise, my yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale, mental health, and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital, empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you, and I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy, just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 153 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our producer today, Mr. Darren Wilhite. This is your show, America. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. If you want to follow me on Facebook, you can do that by going to Kerry Hall. It's pretty easy, C-A-R-Y Hall or America's Healthcare Advocate. You can also go to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All of our information is up there. We post these shows up there on podcast. And if you have a question today, we have guests in studio. You will not be put on the air, but you can call if if you have an issue we can help you with regarding health insurance, health care, whatever the case may be, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224, anywhere in the United States, including Guam, by the way, which we actually got a call from once. So if you want to call us, feel free to do that. Operator will take your information. They're standing by, and we will get back to you after the broadcast. Once again, that website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can send me an email from the website as well. Um, again, a couple of hundred a day, so I don't answer each one of them the same day, as you've heard me say many times on this show, but I do answer each and every one of them. All right, coming up today on this show, we're going to have a really interesting show today. I have in studio with me, returning again, David Hickman. Welcome back, David. Hi, Carrie. And joining us as a special guest today, Patrick Thornton, who is the CEO uh, of uh, Thornton Anderson Consultants. And this gentleman's got a very interesting background. He actually worked for HCA Hospitals. Uh, you may be familiar with that here in Kansas City uh, when we're talking about Overland Park Regional, Menorah Medical Center, uh, uh, a whole series of hospitals here. I think we've got eight or nine. They're one of the largest hospital groups in the country. They are, pri- they are a, uh, traded on Wall Street, so they're a private firm. They're not a not-for-profit. So, But he was the chief financial officer there, so that he's got very interesting insight. He was also a Medicare auditor. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, he is an employee benefits specialist. They are consultants. Uh, they work with folks around the country, uh, showing them how to reach their goals regarding health insurance and do it in a way that makes sense. So we're going to talk about a lot of issues today. One of them that we're going to talk about is what happens if we go to the infamous single-payer system? Now, you've heard me do three different broadcasts on this Medicare for All, and I was just talking to Patrick off microphone before we started, and uh, I think we'll probably start there because this is uh, this is uh, kind of interesting uh, from a standpoint of his perspective and what he has seen uh, and, and where he thinks that's going to go. So welcome to the show, Patrick. Well, thanks for having me. Well, great to have you. So, you know, what's interesting. I, I'm, I, I've done three shows on this, and, and um, I, you know, I, I, 
I look at the Dems and the Republicans and say they're both guilty as charged, okay? Because because neither party has done a damn thing uh, to 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 help us get this system where it needs to go. Um, and and now we're talking about let's throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? Collapse the whole healthcare system. And here's a great idea: let's turn it over to the federal government, so it'll be run with the compassion of the IRS and the efficiency of the United States Postal Service. By the way, all you post office people send me an email. I know you don't like it when I say that, but facts are facts. Okay. So having said that, what's your perspective on this? You know, we were talking a few minutes ago about this um, post-depression, you know, 1929, 1930s, when everything went bad and shortly thereafter, the United States and the the Congress and the, 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 president put in forth put forth the um social security act right. correct well in that same act he had put in medicare as well and that medicare policy was structured to be much like what we do with social security now carrie i'll ask you was social security designed to cover all your retirement needs boy if it was you're in big trouble you are you, are, you really are <laughs> When we talk about Medicare for all, it's important to understand that the initial intent for Medicare was just that. It was not to be the stopgap of everything, the end all of everything. It's just to be a help in your in your retirement age. And so by trying to put something in place using that model for Medicare for all simply will not work. You'll have most of the hospitals in the country will close. Uh, they can't make it. And so it's, it's okay, a recipe so, for disaster. And, and you know, I make that I've made that comment on the air many, many times that the only reason why Medicare is universally accepted by hospitals right now is because it's subsidized by private health insurance. Right. So you come from you know a background where you were the chief financial officer at HCA hospitals, so you know this subject intimately. Um, how, when when you say hospitals will start closing, why are you saying that? Well, it's pretty simple. I mean, you can't run a hospital based upon Medicare reimbursements. It's just not possible. And the the margins that, that we uh, collect, are just they're just not there. I mean, when we would do these Medicare audits, we would set the reference and the reimbursement rates based upon the cost structure of the individual hospital. Those reimbursement rates were different from every facility in the country. So, but if you looked at the cost structure, all we're doing is paying costs. Well, nobody wants to stay in business if you're just going to break even. And that's what Medicare does. Well, and, and you know, it's funny. I had a, I had a, a very uh, skilled surgeon on here a couple of weeks ago, and he uses a whole, a, a brand new device uh, to do b- robotic knee replacements. And, and I asked him off air, I said, you know, what's going to happen in your opinion, as a doctor and a provider and somebody who's pioneering this treatment, which is a phenomenal way to do knee replacement, hip replacement, much lower uh, infection rates, quicker recovery times, the whole nine yards. You know what he said to me? He said, medical innovation will be gone, completely gone from this country if we move to this government-run system. He's absolutely right, because there'll be no incentive, there'll be no money in it, and nobody will do it. So he's absolutely correct. Yeah, so so it, you know it's interesting. Um, you know, this is what we're hearing, and and as I said, I've done you know three shows on this. We've, we're we're going to be we're going to keep doing it all the way up through the election in 2020 because it's a hot item. This this is what uh, you know the Democrat Party says they're going to run on. The Republicans haven't got an answer. I haven't heard a word of you know what's the alternative, people. Um, so because we hear this all the time, 
the health care system is broken. Your take on that? Well, I think you're absolutely correct in some ex- it's to some extent, but I also think that there, because there's so much innovation, I think the things that David is doing here in, in Kansas City are, are a prime example of how the system is set up and structured in such a way, but you don't have to play within that system. You can create your own system <laughs> within the healthcare system ecosystem and really be quite effective in keeping rates down, keeping costs in, in check, and delivering a quality product that is good for both the consumer, the end user, and the employer. It's, it's sitting there. Yeah, so it, 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 it can be done. The problem is that, that, you know, we seem to, well, first of all, we had, you know, we had ACA and that was going to be a huge success and it's a complete failure. And I, what I, when I say that, people, you know, I'm going to remind you what I've said before. If it wasn't for the subsidies, the people that are on it couldn't afford to be on it. And, and the issue right now is people that don't get a subsidy can't afford to buy the policies because a single male, you know, 43 years of age, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month for a policy that used to cost 200 or $300 a month and a huge out-of-pocket and a huge deductible. And the same thing applies when we look at these community-rated small group plans. Mm-hmm. The, the dollar figures keep going up, 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 up on the premiums and the benefits keep going down. And so when, when you put all of that together and you bake that into the cake, you, it, it, you have to ask yourself, where are they getting this from? That we're going to flip this thing over to a, a, a single payer system, which it appears you know the, the Democrats are hell bent to do, um, uh, and where's that going to leave us? Well, and I think you're 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 spot on, right? I mean, it's going to leave us in a in a train wreck. Um, again, I go back to that that time when I was the auditor. We looked at fraud frequently, and the level of fraud that we found was was pretty significant, um, and so. To, th- to say that it would only get that that would go down being a Medicare for all, it would just exponentially explode the, the amount of fraud in the system. But then again, there's so many parts to this. We haven't given physicians a rate increase, a pay increase since 1996. So think through that. We're paying the doctors the same amount we've been paying them for 30 plus years. But yet our rates and our, our cost of care have just skyrocketed, and we think the government's going to have the solution to fix that? Really? <laughs> it does make you wonder. You know, here's an interesting statistic. When, uh, when, uh, uh, when folks, folks were polled on this issue, 55% said, yes, they, they, they vote for Medicare for all. When they were told they're going to lose their employer-sponsored health care, it dropped to 41%. Mm. We're going to be right back after the break. We're going to continue this fascinating conversation. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer today, the always perfect Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Patrick Thornton, CEO of Thornton Anderson. They are consultants that work with employers and brokers like David Hickman to help create plans that make sense lower cost, 
help you provide better health insurance for your employees and, and at the same time, obviously reduce the cost and not pass on that cost by sending costs over to your employees and increasing their contributions, forcing them to pay more and get less in the way of healthcare, which unfortunately today, ladies and gentlemen, is a lot of cost shifting going on and that's not an answer. So we're, ta- we're gonna talk now in, in the next segments about how to do this. We've talked about the problems. Now we're gonna talk about what the solutions are. By the way, if you want information on anything we talk about today, go to the website, H-I-C-Insure, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com, or you can call their toll-free number, 866-257-5733, 866-257-5733, and they will be happy to chat with you. All right, so, you know, we, we've talked about there, there's definitely a problem, all right? And, and the solution is not being offered by either political party, in my mind. But as, you know, as typically happens in this country, the private sector starts responding. So now, Patrick, we have programs like the program you're doing with David and, and, and some other more innovative things that David did that, that, that address these issues. So let's talk about how that works and how you get out of this cycle where you're constantly eating these increases. And what a lot of employers do is shift that cost over to, um, uh, uh, to the employees. Um, and that's not an, an effective way to do this. And interestingly enough, in today's market with the unemployment rate at 3.6%, you cannot do that because people will leave to go somewhere else that has better benefits. So let's chat about that. Absolutely. And I think you see that a lot, the the employment, the unemployment rate being so low, it's very competitive right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Um, one of the ways that, that uh, we have done this, uh, and it's really quite interesting if you really peel back the onion on this there are three main players that control 70 percent of all the distribution of all pharmaceutical medications in the united states and those three players are cvs aetna which is aetna it's aetna yeah express scripts which is cigna right and then optum which is united healthcare there you go so of the All the distribution of those pharmaceutical medications in the United States are controlled by those three entities. Now, I don't know what a monopoly looks like, but that's pretty close. Pretty close, right? So, if you can get outside of that ecosystem, those three main players, you can have a significant impact on the cost of your medications. That, both from an individual basis or an employer perspective. Uh, David, and I'm going to have him chat for just a second. He has a, a program for diabetics. That's simply amazing. He has broken up that ecosystem and he has something where, where we are, and I'm working with him on this. He's actually letting me tag along with him on this, where he has helped diabetics get all their medications. David, why don't you explain it? Well, you know, the, we've talked about that diabetic program carry before here on the air. And and again, our our goal has been um, eliminate any bar- barriers to care for those folks because diabetes is a condition, a disease that if it's not uh, kept in check, can really run rampant and, and it could be kidney disease and all those other things. So our program just really eliminates the barriers. So all of the testing supplies, the glucometer. And the insulin is delivered at a much greatly reduced cost. As a matter of fact, about 49% below GoodRx. So, you know, significant savings to the employer and typically a zero copay for the employee. 
You know, and, and, and it's interesting you, when you, you, you said it, that analogy of 70 percent of the, of, the, of the distribution of pharmaceutical in this country. People don't realize that, Patrick. They don't. They, the average employer, even human resource director, if you sat down with them, well, yeah, we get our we 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 get our meds through yada yada yada, and 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 it's a great program, and blah 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 blah. They don't have a clue how much waste there is in that system and the profit. You know, it, it's interesting. It, it, Pareto, which is the largest captive in the country right now, mm-hmm. you know, formed their own PBM to get out of this. And the, in one of the opening sessions, they always show, where's the stock price of United? Where's the stock price of Aetna? What, what does it look like over the last uh, 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 10 years, okay? Or last seven years. Well, the numbers are startling, okay? So there, there's definitely an issue there. But, but the answer isn't, as we said in the first segment, throw the baby out with the bathwater, is it? You're absolutely right. Okay, it's step out of that system. And how do you do that? Well, again, I think uh, the, the solutions are really to get away from those big players. The, the way those big players make all their money, according to the health care reform mandates, 85% of the premiums that they collect must go pay for care. Right. So let's say that you and I own a company together and our pre- health insurance premiums are a million dollars. Well, 850000 has to go to the care of our folks. 15% is left over for the profit of the insurance carrier. Right. And some administration in there as well. Well, the only way they can make more money is to expand the cost of care. And so that's why... I love a report that that I use frequently where 21 medications that we sourced through a different channel partner, the the pharmacy benefit manager charged $68,000 for those medications. We got them for just over five. Isn't that amazing? $5,000. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And it's all, but it's, there's so much markup in the middle there and so much profit, it's leakage and it goes back to the parent company. And it's all to the insurance carriers. Yeah, and 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 David, talk a little bit about you know because employers out there are listening to this and human resource directors and going, I've only got thirty employees. I've only got fifty employees. I've only got. They don't think they can get out of this box. So talk a little about. Yeah, you can get out of this box, and and you can move to a plan like Patrick is talking about, and and that you implement. Talk a little bit about that, and and that this is available. You're not trapped in that world of the fully insured where, you know, people get comfortable and they keep eating it every year. Right. Well, and, and you know, really to um, to implement a program like that or to get out of that ecosystem, it's quite simple. All you have to do is find a broker that is a next generation broker, a broker that works outside of the box and is not uh, there for the status quo. Someone looking for solutions for you and your employees to save costs, to unbundle it, to unpackage it, and show you where the fat and the excess is, and then show you a, a solution that eliminates that. Yeah, and and um, that is exactly what you guys do. And, yes. And, and, and how small a group can you do that for? We, we typically work with groups down to 25 lives. That's, that's pretty remarkable. If you want information on that, ladies and gentlemen, the website is H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com, or you can call David, his staff. They'll be happy to chat with you, 866-257-5733. 
You know, sometimes you got to take a little initiative to make a change, and you'd be surprised what a difference it can make. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question, there's something you'd like us to talk about on the air, a topic you'd like us to tackle, send me an email. We're happy to do it. You can also follow us on Facebook and respond there. That is America's Healthcare Advocate is the Facebook page or Carrie, C-A-R-Y, Hall, if you want to do it that way. All right, we're going to continue this conversation with Patrick Thornton, CEO, Thornton Anderson, and David Hickman from HIC Agency. You know, what I'm trying to do here by bringing people on to talk to you about this is to educate you to understand you're not in a trap. There are alternatives you can do that make a lot of sense. These folks can come in, lay this out for you, explain it, get the information, look at it. Hey, you know what? You're not going to learn anything if you don't try. If you're sick of having to pay, you know, those large premiums every year and see them go up, up, up. And we're going to talk about that here in this segment. This is a way out of that box. And it's a way that's been proving for hundreds of employers and it works. Okay. So reach out to David, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com. Anywhere in the country, they can help you and they will. 866-257-257. 5733 is the phone number if you want to give them a call. All right, so there's an interesting analogy. You did this off air, and I think it's kind of interesting. I only got a 7% increase this year. I only got a 7% increase last year. And the year before that, I got a 5% increase. And the year before that, I got a 10% increase. So that that isn't so bad, is it, Patrick? Uh, well, it just depends on who you ask, I Thank guess. Thank you. But, um, so cumulatively. Well, there's a, there's a rule out there called the Rule of 72. Right. And investment people use the rule of 72 to to determine how long will it take my investment at a standard rate of increase to double. Well, if you just took the 7% that you just mentioned, in nine years, your rates will have doubled in price. I don't know how sustainable that can be. It's not. That's the whole point. Absolutely. So we often think, oh, well, 7% rate increase. Well, that's really good compared to my Thank you. competitor down the street who had 22. Or, or 13 or, or whatever 30. Whatever the number yeah. is, right? Yeah. But, so, but seven is a killer if you think about it, because in, in nine years, if your rate is $400 today, it's now going to be $800 so, in nine years. So an analogy that I make when I talk about this, because I, I always find this fascinating, is so you're a manufacturer, right? and you buy lumber. If your lumber price went up 7%, 10%, 7%, 8% every year, you think you might look for a different supplier? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it it, 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 it it goes without saying. And if you sit down and talk to a group of manufacturers, there's no way I'd, I'd, I'd tolerate that. We'd, we'd go back and look for a better for a better price and a better supplier, et cetera. But David, when it comes to health insurance, people don't do that. Right. And, and that's because they don't know the real cost of those services and what they can buy those for. All they see is a premium and everything else they've been removed from. And what we try to do is highlight what the cost and the quality is. So we provide for every one of our employee groups 
uh, a resource where they can put in what's that knee replacement cost here. And it'll actually shop it in the marketplace and not only give you what the cost is, but the quality outcome of that provider. You know, there's a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that does knee replacements. You just made me think of this, does knee replacements. They do more than any other hospital in the country. They do it better because they do so many of them, all right? And they do it at about a third of what is actually paid by carriers and in, in through these large plans. But, okay, you can direct contract with them, and, and, and that kind of segues us into direct contracting and RVU billing. So let's start with direct contracting and, and how that works and how that can make a huge difference for an employer. It, it certainly can. Uh, direct contracting is just bypassing the insurance carriers. Now, I'm going to step back on the insurance carriers just a second. The insurance carriers have done a great job, and the brokerage community as a whole have done a great job in really communicating and convincing everyone that they are the only way. There's no other way to do this. (laughs) And so everyone has that mindset from HR to the CFO to everyone. So this is a disruptive concept and a disruptive conversation, yet it's an important one because we just can't sustain these types of rates. So no. back to your question on direct-to-payer contracts, it's it's basically just what it sounds like. Instead of going through the insurance carrier who's contracting you to get those services, the employer goes directly to that provider. That hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There it is. If there you're going to get a knee, transpl- knee replacement, hip replacement, we're going to pay to send you there. We'll pay for it. Um, and you're going to get it done for a third. But what does that do at the end of the day, David, to the claims numbers? Yeah, it dra- dramatically reduces those. And, and if you want a flat renewal or a decrease, you're going to have to take actions like that. Yeah, and, and, and so that, that, that gets to the second part of the question, Patrick. RVU billing system. Let's talk about that because the way we do it in this country, at least from where I sit, is completely backwards. And you're spot on. Uh, RVU relative value units. So every time somebody comes to the doctor, the hospital, or any, any type of procedure to be done, we assign a, an RVU to that um, procedure. The sicker you are, the higher the RVU, which means the higher the reimbursement to the provider. And so we incentivize sickness in the country because that's what we pay the most for when, when we pay a provider to take care of us. The wellness side of things, we pay very poorly on. So um, it's never happened before to any of us, but we go in for a wellness exam and it gets billed as a regular exam because the regular exam, they get paid twice as much yep. as they do on a wellness exam. So we've really got it backwards. If you understand that the relative value units and how that is really working within the system, again, recreating the system to incentivize the things you want as opposed to things that you don't want. Again, it's just a different it's just a different mindset. So David, how do you do that for an employer when you go and say, okay, we're gonna talk about RVU, we're gonna talk about direct contracting, we're gonna talk about our PBM that steps outside of the system. How, how are we gonna do that? You've got 100 employees, Mr. Jones, or you've got 50 employees, and they're going, well, I'm not big enough to go to direct contract with this hospital, except how do you put that model in place that allows them to take advantage of this and essentially, your history shows either flatlines the premium or the increases are significantly less over a period of time until the program takes hold and then the premiums do flatline. 
Yeah, and it's really, uh, you take control by looking at other options like self-funding. And self-funding now is uh, really where the trend is in cost management for healthcare. And what it allows you to do is, like we say, peel back that onion and see where the excesses are, remove those excesses, and put the plan back together better, more efficiently, and put the focus on wellness and and that part of the plan versus the sickness where it is now. And when you put it back together like that, you're going to lower the premiums and flatline it, and you can look for additional areas that you can carve away at those excesses as well down the road. It's not a short-term solution. No. It's typically a three- to five-year process, and um, but it's worth the process because the outcome is significantly better, and you can provide more benefits for your employees instead of less. What I mean by that, in the typical situation today, we see employers cost-shifting. We kind of mentioned that before. Yeah, we did. What we've done in our plans is instead of cost-shifting, we've actually been able to lower deductibles, lower out-of-pocket costs, what does an employer and employee want? That's exactly it. So we align our goals with theirs, and then we work diligently behind the scenes to make sure that that happens. Okay, so here's you said uh, you got to elaborate on something. People aren't in the audience here. They go, oh, my God, self-funding. i got to pay the claims. Explain how there there's a safety net there and, and, and how there's a finite number. And after that, you don't. So talk about that. Right. Well, there's several different types of coverage in, coverages in the self-funded world. And, and the first one that you really talk about is a specific deductible. And that's where you limit any claim on any belly button on the plan. Um, so that, that could be anywhere from five or $10,000 on the low end to a quarter of a million dollars on the high end, right. depending on the size of your group. Then the second coverage that we purchase or suggest that you purchase is called aggregate. Aggregate coverage says if you have a bunch of small claims, everybody has a lot of small claims. Where does that stop? What's the limit to that? And what we do is put a cap on your program for the small claims. So typically we can do that within your budget and um, both on the specific and the aggregate to reduce your cost and your liability. But that gives them the flexibility to do what needs to be done in terms of putting these kinds of programs that Patrick talked about and you talk about, whether it's diabetes, pharmacy benefit, whether it's direct contracting, all of these things come together, the different components, to form something that's effective and turn this bus around and stop having these costs go up and, and as you said, cost shift to the employees. So right. there's a better way to do it, folks. If you want to know what it is, the website is hicinsure.com, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com. The phone number, 866-257-5733. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to close it out in this segment, ladies and gentlemen. In studio with me, Patrick Thornton, CEO of Thornton Anderson, and David Hickman, CEO of HIC Agency here in, in Kansas City. If you know, you, you've heard this, you've heard me talk about all these different topics. 
you know the definition of failure, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and not seeing any different results? Well, ask yourself a question. If you want help, you want to just understand how you can do this and make sense out of it, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com. That's all you've got to do. Go to the website or call them at 866-257-5733. So we just did, just went through a discussion, Patrick, about self-funded. And like I said, scares the daylights out of people. And the minute we got off air, you said, boy, that really, when you say that immediately, it scares people. You define this a different way. You call it a dividend plan. So approach it from that. And, and maybe that'll clarify things a little bit for people. Do it that way. Absolutely. Well, we call it a healthcare dividend plan. And in a healthcare dividend plan, you've got protections in there. But if the claims run the way we expect them to run, which they do, and every once in a while they don't, but we ex- the way they expect to run, then we give you a dividend at the end of that of that term. So it really works the advantage, and it really takes a lot of the fear away from the employer when it comes to this um, this type of model. A healthcare dividend plan. Oh, I like dividends. Dividends yeah. are good, right? Yeah, so right. that's how we approach it. And, and that's a great way to approach it, and that really is, David, what it amounts to. Yeah, exactly. You know, when when you tell when you tell an employer, well, um, you don't have an increase this year, okay, and the employer goes, oh, really, okay, or X number of dollars is sitting in the fund that you didn't use, you're going to get them back, okay. Well, most employers, my experience has been, they plow that right back into the plan and go to their employees. Let's have an employee meeting. Oh, guess what? Not only are you not going to get an increase this year, we're going to raise. We just had this happen in North Carolina. We had a client who had a really, things are really, they added STD, LTD, and a bigger life insurance policy because they had the money to put it right back into the policy. And that's how that works, yes? Right. That's exactly right. And, you know, I can't uh, tell you, I can't count on both hands the, the number of times that we've had excess of hundreds of thousands of dollars left at the end of the year. Right. Okay. With what they had previously been funding. And the other plan that would have been gone, it was spent. That was the the fully insured world's profit. Yeah. And they got to keep it. And in our world, that's a check that comes back to you. And and that's a big deal. You know, one of the tools that you guys use, Patrick and David, uh, is, is is something I'm sure most people out there, in fact, I'll bet you 90% of this audience never heard of. And that's called spousal HRA. That's just one of a tool. Talk a little bit about that, Patrick. Glad to. Um, one of the things that we have found is especially in the hospital space and it's any, it's any industry. Um, many uh, employees ensure their whole family under one plan, even though their spouse might work at another company and have benefits through that other company. Well, with this plan, we can actually take a spouse off the primary company and then use that, use their other plan that they put them on their, their other employer based plan that they're going to we can cover all their total out-of-pocket expenses, everything that they pay, deductibles, co-payments, maximum out-of-pocket. And so what we've done is we have moved that employee off this employer's plan, put them on their own employer's plan, and limited the liability to five five $5,000, where on the plan that they were on, it was an unlimited benefit to some extent, or it could be $75,000, $100,000, $200,000. It's a better buy for the employee, and it's a better buy for the employer. Everybody wins in that scenario. So when we do it, we do it a lot with hospitals because hospitals, they hire a lot of females. Yeah, they do. And so most of their spouses, males working, right? 
So they are usually eligible for a benefit. By moving them off the hospital plan, we've reduced the liability of that hospital by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Without reducing the benefits, though. But the we've actually that, increased the benefit for right. that, employer, that employee and their spouse and yeah. their family. So, so David, if they had, and so they, they decide they're going to go off their employer's plan and move over to the hospital plan or municipality, whatever it is, okay, because they had a lower deductible and thought it was a better benefit. If you, turn, if you reverse that scenario, I got to believe you got to have 60%, 70% participation in this because they go, hold on a minute, I don't have a deductible or an out-of-pocket? You're going right. to pay that whole thing? Right. Uh, yeah, I think we want to talk about this. I just saved $7,000 this year, right? Correct. So, and, and, you know, and if you look at claims data for the employer, you look at claims data, it's always 30 40 50% or higher of the total claims. And that's someone that's not working for you. But yet you have that liability. We're providing that benefit, a better benefit, and taking the liability away. Yeah, and you're not you're not saying to the employee, okay, well, you're, you, we're going to penalize you now, or, or we're going to take. You know, the biggest issue that human resource directors have when you start talking about these kind of programs is, okay, we're going to be taking something away from the and you know from the employee, and then you know the rumor in the company starts. Oh my God, they're cutting benefits. No, we're going to add benefits. Okay. Um, and I remember when we went through this whole process with this North Carolina furniture manufacturer. This was three years ago. And, you know, I went down there and did the whole and rolled up the whole nine yards, and there was a lot of pushback. They were scared to death. Boy, they're not scared to death today. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, just like I said, Patrick, they plowed that money last year, and they, they did really well. They plowed that money right back into this and said, you know, the human resource director came to town. We had dinner. She said, hey, you know what? STD, LTD, and we want $50,000 worth of life, not 10000 Paid for the whole thing. Well, when you're trying to hire people in a tight employment market, what a difference that makes, right? Absolutely. And that's how you get there, is the innovative kind of programs that you're talking about that make sense and give people an opportunity to do something different. Right. So you got to think outside of the box, people. That's how it works, okay? And if you're willing to do that and you're willing to take a look at something and see, can it benefit me, down to 25 employees, okay? David's got plans to go down to five employees, interestingly enough. So there are solutions out there regardless of your size. If you want to know what the solutions are, go to the website, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com or 866-257-5733. I don't put people on this show and endorse them lightly, okay? I know what these folks do. It's a family-run business. They know what they're doing, and he does a great job. If you want to learn more, like I said, go to the website, H-I-C-I-N-S-U-R.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Every day.